Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at this room. What a beautiful room. Have you seen this room? Yes, we're in it. And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a lane. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Hour two of two here on Sports Sunday. Mike Lynch, Rashad Taylor with you till 11 o'clock. Coming up in 20 minutes, we'll have our hater to love it second like we always do. We'll also talk a little Aaron Judge plus other young star players coming up in the next segment. But quickly here, since we are long, because that's what we do. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> is that what she said? She, oh, she said that, for yeah? sure. Oh, yeah? When did you last hear that? Ask her. <laughs> Yesterday. Um, rest of the Pac-12 after Oregon and Oregon State. I think there's a couple of really interesting teams to keep an eye on out for. And it's not like it's a crazy thing to say, but I'm very intrigued by UW because they haven't had the best recruiting class. As you've noticed so far, it's not necessarily mean they're going to have a bad one. They just haven't had the best one, but Jake Browning is coming back. And uh, obviously when you got Chris Peterson up there, you're going to, you're going to assume you're going to have a great season again at UW, especially after last year, even though they lost some players to the draft as well. They did. John Ross and some of their defenders are into the NFL now. Uh, so Washington is one, and then I think USC is going to be wildly interesting this year. And then, frankly, for a negative reason, I think UCLA might be interesting. Uh, this might be Jim Mora's last chance. I'm surprised. Is it is it weird to anybody else that Jim Mora still has a job? Yes. Like, I mean, he – I don't know how he's – he must have dirt on somebody – the athletic director, the the president of the school, he has some incriminating pictures that he is going to release if he gets fired for whatever reason because he and Marvin Lewis must have the same agent because for whatever reason they just continue to hold on to the jobs and are as mediocre as it gets as head coaches. But for whatever reason, they always got a job. So, so. those teams to me are the most interesting. And then also Wazoo, of course, who is always interesting under Mike Leach and Never seems to fully live up to the expectations, but with Luke Fall coming back one more year, this might be the year they actually do live up to those expectations. So those four are the most interesting to me. But the funny thing is, you no, know, we used to really bang on Wazoo. You know, really they, you know, they cooged it and little. You know, we haven't been able to do that for the past couple of years. Now, Except are they for early in the season? Yeah, when now, are they, are they dominant? No, absolutely <laughs> no. But they can hang up five hundred yards on you through the air 
no problem, you know, every single week. So, uh-oh. That's a foul ball. I was really excited. Whenever Aaron Judge swings the bat, I, I get really excited <laughs> to see what he's going to do. But I'm, I'm with you. I think UW is the one team that, while they lost people, I'm not as concerned because uh, up going into last year, they lost a lot of their guys in the defensive end, and yet and still they were able to to perform. And so I'm looking at UW, and you mentioned Browning coming back. Gaskin, Miles Gaskin is is coming back. True. You know, he had 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns last year. Um, what's the receiver? Is it Pettis? Dante Pettis? Devontae Pettis? One of those two. But he had uh, 15 touchdowns and 1,100 Dante yards Pettis. last year, and so he's coming back. So you're looking at a team uh, of really skilled, talented people that went all the way to the national championship last year that, you know, have an opportunity to really make more noise in the Pac-12 North. So I think really of all the teams that we're talking about, I still believe that UW – is the best team in the Pac-12. I think USC is 1B. USC is going to be – I'm so curious because they still have Clay Hilton as their head coach, right? And last year you were thinking he was a dead man walking after the the season, the way the season started. Um, but they turned it around at the end. They played much better football. And they've got the top prospect in college football in their quarterback, and Sam Darnold. And whether or not you believe if he's going to – stay two more years like he said in that one report or if he's going to go to the NFL next year because the Jets want him badly. Um, and trust me, the Jets are trying to get the number one pick next year. Um, I think they're really interesting for that fact alone because he's a great quarterback, but you got a coach who uh, – what is Clay Helton? I mean, is he is he really the coach of the future? Is he just a guy who rallied the troops and the players like him, but he's not the best actual tactical coach? Strategic coach? I, I, I don't know. I'm very it's, curious about him. I don't know. It, it, it remains to be seen. All I know is to, to end last season, I don't know if there was a better football team, college football team, than USC. Yeah. At they might have been the best Pac-12 team at absolutely. the end of the year. You know, towards the end of the year, I don't think there was anybody playing better football, especially in the Pac-12, than USC. And well, that's they smoked Washington. And yeah. that's including UW, you know, who, like you said, just mentioned, they smoked when they played them. So uh, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the fact that, you know um, – the losing guys, you know, Adoree Jackson, you know, Leon McQuay, you know, that's a that's a big hit to your defense. Are you going to be able to to kind of replace those guys? But again, it's USC. They've got scholarships to offer, so I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, I think the the sanctions are done, yeah, right? It's, it's over. They're all so, they're all done. So yeah. they got all their scholarships to offer now. Um, but yeah, so those are those to me are the most interesting storylines. I also think Oregon is a top storyline this year because of the change and the turnover and then how bad they were last year. Mm -hmm. But I I would love to see USC get back to the top of the Pac-12 because it's just more interesting. I agree. I know a lot of Oregon and Oregon State fans hate USC for for what they what history they had and how good they were and Pete Carroll and Reggie Bush, et cetera, and all the quarterbacks. But when they're good, the Pac-12 is more interesting. It just is. Because the South has been uh, – um, for lack of a better term, a mess. Yeah, it's been terrible. Since USC had the sanctions and kind of fell down a bit. I mean, sure, Utah's been interesting, but, I mean, God, you've had Arizona State win the, the Pac-12 South. You have UCLA, who's can't get out of their own way and still playing well in the Pac-12 Arizona South. State was good that one year. Yeah, but they were like 7-5 and five and they won the yeah. South, or 8-4. and four. So, yeah. I, I, it was just, it was so weird. Having that steady team down there is is super helpful in terms of having an exciting year all the way through. So we'll have plenty more college football and NFL talk coming up as the weeks continue. Once again, August, we'll have all these uh, camps starting and previews to read, and we'll get all caught up with all the college football. But that was kind of a pre preliminary look at the Pac-12 there. Can't wait. Can't wait, as Bart Scott would say. All right, coming up next, 
Aaron Judge and the other young players in sports. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten eighteen here on your Sunday morning. Mike Lynch, Rashad Taylor with you on Sports Sunday. Jesse Osmond here as well. As we will wrap up the show in about 40 minutes, we got Hater to Love It coming up where we'll have our first competition in a while. It feels like we've been in it's and out. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's both of us have been out various times. I heard times. you won last week, though. No. No, I didn't. You didn't? No. You lost? I, no. I just didn't make it a competition unlike somebody over there. It's always a competition. Man. We actually talked about this on the air. I went, you know what? I'm not going to take the win this week because I didn't have anybody to compete with. I played the winner sound and he he didn't even take it. Yeah, no, crazy and then and hey. then Jesse says Rashad wins when he's alone, and I went, well, yeah, that's Rashad. the difference. Hey, I need <laughs> these I need these Ws. Well, no. you're you're like up now. If you're taking those Ws, you're up like eight to four. So Good. I need all I need all the. Help you got a huge lead on get. me. You know. So the home run derby was this week Tuesday, and Yankees rookie Aaron Judge, who has been taking the sport by storm, and is kind of been taking sports, the sports world by storm, won the home run derby, went up in the bracket format, went up against Justin Bohr of the Marlins, who hit 22, which was the most by far at that point, and Judge hit 23 to beat him, and then wound up hitting, I think, 17 and 12 or something to win the last two rounds. So he went to the home run derby. He hits the roof at Marlins Park twice, which I read an article which uh, proves that he's better than NASA scientists because they actually had NASA do tests to figure out how tall they should make Marlins Park's roof so that no ball would ever hit it. And Aaron Judge hit it twice, once in batting practice and once during the derby. And so he he broke NASA scientists. Um, and he has just been an absolute star over the last few months that we haven't seen in baseball in a while. A guy that not only is getting the attention but is also a freakish athlete who we just don't see in baseball very often. He's six foot seven and two hundred and eighty pounds. You just don't see that very much. Well, you, you don't see that in baseball. It's what LeBron James was when he came to the NBA. You know, six foot eight, two hundred and sixty pounds. Like you don't see freak athletes like that that are nineteen years old. You know, how old is how old is he? He's twenty. Is that how old? Or, he is? No, he was born in ninety two, so he's twenty four at this point. Yep. 25 yeah. yeah 25 so uh, i'm looking at this guy and he just kind of burst onto the scene and i'm uh, it, he's impossible not to watch you know you just look at his stature it's like it's like if jeff samarja remember when he played for uh notre dame and he was just this man this big tight end that was mm -hmm. long and gang like it's samarja at the plate but if he could actually swing and actually hit like this dude you have it's almost like when you're turning through and the Yankees happen to be on much like they're, they are now, it's impossible not to, okay, let's see what he's going to do. Because he might hit one, maybe two of them out the park today. And I don't want to say that I missed it. So I, he's become must-see TV for me as far as watching baseball. And I think you guys all know that I am the definition of a fringe fan. You know, so I, I, I watch it only when it's kind of exciting. World Series, super exciting. Yeah, I got to watch that. Right. You know, home run derby, kind of exciting. I have to watch that. You know, but Aaron Judge is and the fact that he plays for the Yankees, I think 
Major League Baseball is on cloud nine, that they have this guy that can represent New York much the way Jeter did. Because he like we mentioned this in, like off air, he's closer to Jeter than he is to Bryce Harper. Yeah, he's, his personality-wise, he's very reserved. He kind of says the right things. He seems to be a one of those leader type guys that and Jeter if, was. And if he's li- and if he's going to live in New York, he's going to play in New York. He's that should be his his mindset and the, the way he kind of approaches things in New York because that media will and the fans will eat you alive. I don't have to tell you, you know, you're Mister East Coast. I don't have to tell you anything about the way they do it in, in the Northeast, but. Um, I I think Aaron Judge is going to be the face of baseball. Now, here's what scares me, though. Is it going to be a Yassel Puig situation to where he burst on the scene and then he just kind of dwindles, you know? Or like I was saying, do you remember that that week that Matt Kemp was super popular and he was like one of the best players in the week? He almost won MVP. I mean, uh, but uh, I say week. I'm obviously I'm over exaggerating, but Matt Kemp for like a year, a year and a half was the bee's knees, and now I can't even tell you what team he plays for. So, He's still in the Dodgers. He's still in the Dodgers? Mm-hmm. Is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. There you Hit go. a walk-off home run, or game-winning home run yesterday. Right, well, there you go. <laughs> well, good job, Matt Kemp. You know, oh, no, but... sorry. Yes, the Puig does. Oh, Matt Kemp's okay. on the pa- I thought you were talking about Puig. Kemp's on the Padres. Oh, now, I was about to say, okay, so I wasn't was Or is it the Braves? You're right. What team is Matt exactly. Kemp Exactly. Do, let's, let's play. Let's have the fun He's on the Braves. Who does Matt Kemp play for? He's right on the Braves. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm looking at that, and I'm saying this could be the guy, along with Bryce Harper, along with Mike Trout, that really – Man, bring baseball back to the to the forefront. I think they've been doing a really good job of trying to get younger kids involved and and watching baseball again. I think guys like this are re- what's really going to drive the sport. Well, so this text comes in and says, "Oh, for six yesterday." This is talking about Judge hit one seventy last year, tapped the brakes. I understand that there might. I, I agree that there could be a, a a falling back to earth, but I've watched every Yankee game this almost every Yankee game this year. Um, yes, he hit 170 last year, but he's completely changed his approach at the plate. He just, he very rarely swings at bad pitches. It just, he doesn't, he used to chase everything. Now he, he barely does. Um, he's hitting 320 and has 30 home runs. So it's not like he's hitting, he's not like Adam Dunn hitting 40, hitting 210, right? And he hits them to all, all fields. He hasn't pulled, he hasn't pulled more home runs than he's hit to center or to right. So he's a very even hitter who hits for average and power. So of course pitchers are going to try to adjust to him and I'm sure he'll go through slumps. He's not going to be the he's not going to hit 350 every year although I'd love it if he did. Um he's not he's not Mike Trout, right? Mike Trout is still the best player in baseball. Yes. Mike Trout will hit 320 every year because he's incredible. I'm just saying that Aaron Judge is appearing to be one of those top faces in baseball and the fact that he's on the Yankees is going to help a lot because I agree. The, even if people don't like the Yankees, they still pay attention. No, because they're the Yankees. Yeah, and that's and that's going to be a, a thing that kind of helps propel them forward. But I think of all the New York teams, I think the Yankees are the most embraced. You know, I, I think there's still a, a big portion of basketball fans who don't like the Knicks. Uh, I think you'll meet a lot of people who, maybe I don't know, maybe the Giants. I don't know if as many people that have a problem with the Giants. I know more people that hate the Jets than the Giants. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think the Yankees are the one team that even if you don't like the Yankees, I'll still wear that hat. It's still it's still classic. It's still fresh, and so now you've got a guy that can sell what doesn't need to be sold by anybody in, in Yankees merchandise or whatever the case is. So, I think they've knocked it out the park with Aaron Judge, and I'm like, I don't. What other young athletes could? I mean, just let's and let's just go and because the Texas was right. He hit 170 last year. And right. That was kind of my fear, but, like I was saying. And I, I just want to defend this. 0 for six yesterday. Sure, 
He also walked twice, and it was a 1-1 game in the 16th inning. So nobody was getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you got you to look at it with a little bit more. He got on base a couple of times, only struck out twice, which for him is not that many times. And actually, in baseball right now, it's not that much because everybody struck out yesterday. So I'm just going to throw that yeah. out there a little so, bit. So, yeah, and like, like sure, I'm saying, I'm biased, but. I, I just look at a guy who can bring that excitement. You know, we continue to say that we'll never see um, the Mark McGuire Sammy Sosa kind of summer of love again. Like, I mean, it's probably it's probably true. We'll never see, you know, somebody hit 70 and then somebody turn around and hit, you know, what, what did McGuire hit the first time? 63 like or 4? Yeah, I just remember, I think I was like a sophomore in high school, you know, junior in high school when he when they were chasing that record. It was, it was super cool. But maybe now we'll get a chance to see, man, now what if it's a three-man race between Harper, um, and and judge and uh trout from uh, mike trout like all of a sudden you got three guys that can really be the face of baseball much like lebron steph and durant are the face of basketball and westbrook's kind of creeping into that westbrook yeah too. westbrook is cre creeping into that um i think the, the 400 million dollar man james harden is creeping into that and so but I, I like the question you ask is who's next right for all the sports right because judge and, and harper and trout seem to be those guys in baseball and there's some other guys too uh, the first that come to mind for me are the three quarterbacks in the NFL. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr. Don't forget Kirk Cousins. He hasn't got paid yet either. But Kirk Cousins is not a future star to me. I'm talking like future like studs of the league. Next 10 years type thing. I'm thinking Winston, Mariota, and Carr. I don't I – mean, Kirk Cousins, whatever. I think Kirk Cousins is fine. I, I, but he's I don't not know, man. Be, he's, he's not a face of the NFL, though. Kirk Cousins? He's not even the face well, of his franchise. Right. See, people, see, and that's the funny thing. But yet he keeps putting up, you know, top numbers. 10 seasons. Right, but yeah. not, I'm, right. we're not talking just about numbers. You, you got to have the whole package, right? Well, what what What's part of the package does he not have that Derek Carr has? I'm just curious. I mean, to me, other than the fact that he has the name Kirk Cousins attached to him and he was not a high round pick. To me, the, 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 the face in front of the media, he did the fun little, you like that? But that's like all that you see from Kirk Cousins. Derek Carr is is that's not his fault that he's not in the but media. That's the part media, of it. but but that's, that's part because of it, the media though is doing the exact same thing that you're doing right now, and you're not giving him credit for what he's done on the field. I had no he's idea done that more we were going to get Jesse dying on the Kirk Cousins. Hill sorry, today, sorry, but he's done more on the on the field than I'm than Marcus Mariota has. Well, of course. Sorry, but, but so, not so talk, it's not just about stats. We're talking about everything. We're talking about the whole package, right? Like, when we talk about Aaron Judge, it's not just the fact that he's hitting well. He's also good with – I'm not talking about just the media attention. I'm talking good with the media, right? He's a good interview. He has fun. You know, that kind of – to me, Kirk Cousins doesn't have m nearly any of that. I, I don't understand. But that's the thing. They don't show that. That, that. that Ever since Kirk Cousins has been in Washington, he's not been looked at as a franchise quarterback. They've always made excuses as to why he shouldn't be the starting Hence quarterback the in Washington. <laughs> exactly. But the fact of the matter is, since he's been a starter in Washington – He's been a top 10 quarterback in this uh, league. I also think we're kind of looking at age, too. We're looking at, you know what I'm saying? He's like young. The, the, how old is Kirk Cousins? He, he's been in the league for, what, five years? Yeah. Like that, we're, that, we're, he still has another easily 10, 12 yeah, years left in this league. We're talking about guys that are 23, 22, uh, All right, Marcus, uh, so they're two or three years younger than he is? I'm, I'm, well, he's 28. So. That, that's still young. Come on. I'm 34. Right. Well, Jesse, we're, the conversation here is like guys who have been in the league for a year or two. That's yeah. the conversation. That's what we're talking. I mean, that's I, honestly that's what we're talking about. So that's why I mentioned those guys because Carr and Mariota and Winston have been in the league for 
two years. I, I just I, I still have a hard time putting guys like Mariota and Winston in that spot yet. Well, that's where we'll have to, we'll have to disagree. I did not expect the Kirk Cousins fire from Jesse. I mean, I don't think Kirk Cousins is that Sorry good. to interrupt Kirk the Cousins conversation. Kirk Cousins is very but good, and Washington is our idiots for not giving it, that man. You don't, you don't find Kirk Cousins is the top 15 guy, you know, maybe possibly a top 10 depending on who you're talking to, Jesse for sure. But, I mean, you don't, <laughs> you don't find – there's 32 teams. Like, I mean, go out and get the, get the quarterback that makes the most sense for you. And Kirk Cousins for the past three years, like you said, has – done exactly what you want your quarterback to do. Kirk Cousins isn't getting the love nor respect because he plays for Washington, and Washington is a disaster of a franchise and doesn't know how to take a star when they have one and turn him into a star. Kirk Cousins could be a star if Washington just wanted to turn him into one. I think Kirk Cousins is boring. That's just my hot, that's my hot Kirk Cousins take. Yeah, you're right. There's no it factor about Kirk Cousins, but he is very good. He is good, but to me, there's no it factor. And to me, there is an it factor with Jameis and with Marcus Mariota and with Derek Carr. Again, you can agree to disagree. It's opinions, but that's just that's that's kind of what I think. And then uh, we also were going to say we had a break, but also Odell Beckham Jr. was one we were thinking of as well as a possible future star there that you could go. be face of the game. Um, he's a kind of already a star, but um, that could be face of the game kind of guy. Do a lot of advertisements, great with the media, could do with getting staying out of trouble a little bit more, you know. But in general, that's another guy that I think we could look at there as well. All right, coming up next, hated to love it, but first, Jesse S Sports Center. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1037 here on The Fan. Sports Sunday. It is time for Hate It or Love It. Jesse will give us a query, a question, pose us something to think about, and we will both answer, and he will give us points or take away points, as is his job as... The gatekeeper? I don't know. Mediator, what? I would Mediator. say. Mediator. I, I was know. trying to Host give you a the cool, show. I don't know. Cool matrixy name, but like like the gatekeeper. But um, hey, whatever name you'd like. And then uh, at the end, the winner gets some music and then gets to host the last segment, which is usually two seconds. So it doesn't really, <laughs> not really much of a prize. But hey, let's go again and get let's go ahead and get started. <laughs> Who's going first today? Um, well, technically Rashad won last because I didn't claim the win. So go ahead. Uh, do, do you want to go first? Sure. Or you yeah, wanna, okay, sure. you do. All right. All right. Okay. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start in Major League Baseball. I actually got several topics for that. Um, hey. yeah, I know, right? Uh, oh, we're gonna stack well, this in favor of Lynch today. <laughs> um, we actually just got ton talking about um, Judge Aaron Judge, uh, the New York Yankees rookie, Woo. big time, won the home run derby, Woo. just just uh, beast of a man. Uh, I just got done telling you guys one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about Kirk Cousins is I very much appreciate guys that don't get the respect they deserve. I think Kirk Cousins is one of those guys. And right now, there's a certain rookie out there that's getting overshadowed by Aaron Judge because he hits mad home runs. And that's, uh, was it Cody Bellinger? Yep, on the Dodgers. Uh, the L.A. Dodgers. Now, Cody uh, Bellinger is being overshadowed by Judge, but after completing the cycle, the first rookie to do it since 2013, that was Mike Trout, I do believe, Bellinger actually 
should be the one, or well, actually, will be the one to have the better career when it's all said and done. Uh, considering Welcome we just to going spent, first, Rashad. <laughs> uh, I hate it. Um, considering that we just spent 15 minutes talking about Aaron Judge and how he can be the face of baseball, and not once did any of us mention Cody Bellinger. As great of a season as he's having uh, with the Dodgers, first rookie to hit in the cycle and 7-1 win over the Marlins, I'm only saying that because that's what the Google is telling me right now <laughs> about Cody Bellinger. Um, but, I mean, again, it's one of those things to where – this is what baseball needs. Lots of young man talent that's that's able to kind of carry the sport. Um, I'm looking at Aaron Judge and I'm looking at the six foot eight frame and I'm look or six foot seven frame and the two hundred and ninety or eighty pounds. Like that's those are things you can't teach. Cody Bellinger, you know, doesn't seem like he's that big. I'm not sure. Lynch can probably give me all of it. Six four two ten. Still, still very big, you know, and, and that's and that sucks just because. Uh, you're talking about a beast of a person, and an Aaron Judge just happens to be hitting 320 right now. Yep. Is that what he's hitting right Three, now? Like 19, 30, yeah. 30 home runs. Oh, that's is that the new sound? I like it. Yeah. Yeah, 30 home runs. Like, it's hard to, to say that this guy will have a better career than somebody who started out the gate just on fire. So I'm going to go ahead and hate it. I, it looks like he'll be very good, but, again, it's hard to tell in baseball. Uh, I'm also going to hate it. Uh, Cody Bellinger is, is really, really good. And you're right. He's not getting anywhere near the respect that he he deserves this year because of how well Aaron Judge is hitting. Bellinger's only hitting 270, but he's hitting homers at the rate that Judge is, but more. He's got 26 homers, and he didn't get called up until like a couple of weeks into the season. So he's kind of on that same pace. He also was in the home run derby, did not win his first round competition in the bracket, but hit, hit plenty of good looking home runs. He looked high, too. Like, really, really high during the home run derby. It was very strange. Um, the fact that he's in L.A. is very helpful for him, though. So, you mentioned young players. There's been a lot of great young players the last five years in baseball. The problem is, is they've been on teams that don't get a lot of pull. Mm -hmm. Mike Trout's been in L.A., quote-unquote, but he's in Anaheim. Yeah, Nobody talks Angels about of the Anaheim. Uh, Bryce Harper's on the Nationals. He gets some pull because he's in D.C., Carlos Correa is on the Astros. Nobody talks about Houston. Manny Machado is on Baltimore. Nobody talks about Baltimore. Andrew McCutcheon was in Pittsburgh. Nobody talks about him. So all the, they're, they're, they've been there, but they haven't been in the big markets. Now you've got Aaron Judge in New York and Cody Bellinger in L.A. The Dodgers are one of the two best teams in baseball with the Astros right now, both over 60 wins. Um, I think Aaron Judge will have a better career just from watching both of them. I think Judge is a better hitter, but I think you're going to see kind of a little – silent battle between the two and the two different leagues and the two biggest markets in the country going at it against each other, trying to be the best player in each, in each league. Um, and for sure, they're both winning rookie of the year this year, one in the AL, one in the NL. So I just think judge will have a better career. So I'll say, Hey, just so you know, Rashad, you're, you're not doing too bad. He didn't, he didn't rack up the points in that round. Oh, well, sweet. I mean, that was, you know, that was kind of an unfair question, but I digress. Go All ahead. right. Uh, here mm, we have a NBA question, NFL question, a McGregor Mayweather question, and another MLB question. What shall I do? Baseball, baseball. <laughs> professional wrestling question. <laughs> um, well, it's not professional wrestling, but it's starting to come out that way. And because you said that, why not? All right. Uh, McGregor Mayweather just did a world tour. And, uh, you know, McGregor wore a suit that said F you. Some things came out. Now, all of a sudden, McGregor's considered a racist. And we got all sorts of things because they went to four different places and tried to put on a WWE show. Love or hate? After all of this polarizing um, shows, 
that they just put on, you will find a way to watch that fight. Man, love. I was going to watch the fight anyway. Listen, if this doesn't get you excited, then I don't know what, what else does. Now, here's the cold part. You have, you have the two most braggadocious and talkative people that we've ever seen since Muhammad Ali as far as combat sports. Man, Mayweather is quick to let you know about the money he has, about everything that he's doing, about the greatness that he has. McGregor is quick to let you know about the money he's making, about the people he knocks out, and now he can't wait to do it. You can look at the two guys with the exact same DNA that are going in there, and now you're just, people are just kind of choosing sides. Here's what I don't like, though. People tend to love Conor McGregor for whatever reason, but he stole Mayweather's entire shtick from the from the flashy suits to the big uh, fur coats to the glasses to the walk to everything, man. This is all Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s bag, and and Conor McGregor has stolen that. So we hated Floyd, but we love Conor for whatever reason. I don't I don't quite understand that. But you're looking at two dudes who are clearly in it about the money, man. On uh, McGregor was on some, and it was kind of racist very racist, was on some dance boy, you know what I'm saying, dance monkey stuff. Well, if he's, if we're paying attention, McGregor is the monkey to Mayweather because this is the biggest payday that he's ever got in his life. He looks to make about $100 million in this fight. I think McGregor's last fight was like, what, nine, eight? So you're going to go from making $8 million to $9 million to $100 million, uh, potentially for fighting with Floyd Mayweather Jr.? You should be on your hands and knees and thanking him every single chance you get. I cannot wait to see this fight. This could be the death of boxing or UFC takes a huge black eye, both literally and figuratively. Uh, I hate it. And I'm going to raise my hand and say, I don't care. I just... You're no fun. I just don't care about this fight. Because you know why? Because Floyd Mayweather's going to mop the floor with Conor McGregor. It's boxing. No button. Professional boxers can't punch Floyd Mayweather. Did you see the side-by-side -side images of them or videos of them practicing? Conor McGregor looked like he was boxing in quicksand. Mm -hmm. He was he was punching so slow. He's not going to be able to do it. We've now this, the the storyline is interesting, right? Top boxer versus top UFC fighter, but they're not doing it in a fair way because they're they're boxing. There is no fair way. Exactly. There's no fair way. There they, is no fair way. They get in the octagon. So McGregor kicks his ass. Exactly. They get in the so, ring. The idea of it is interesting, and I understand why people are going to watch it. If you want to watch it, that's fine. I don't like fighting. It's never been a sport that I've cared about. But even if I did, I know how bad this is going to be, and that's why I just don't care. This is going to be great. The It's not, though. This is going Mayweather awesome. is going to destroy him. Well, here's what we don't Here's what we don't say, and I know we're not supposed to go back and forth. Mayweather's 40. You know, Mayweather is not a young, a, a young spry chicken and here's the cold part about mayweather the only reason we care about him is that number that's before the dash 40 and 0 that's the only reason we can if he's 40 and 1 we don't care he's just another boxer the fact that floyd could possibly be 40 and 1 and do it to a dude that's not a you have to you you, you you've got to uh, like that and you got to appreciate that man well, like I, I, I just don't care though. he beat the best of the best of the best now he has to beat the best right now well i just i don't know I, so, so what if he's 40 he still is fast and doesn't get hit by anybody. He hasn't lost. That's inc that's insane. And you think he's going to lose to a guy who's never been a boxer before? It's not no. going to happen. But the one thing about Conor McGregor, I, if you've ever watched him, when he hits you, you feel it. And you're going to wobble. You're going to, oh, back up a little bit. You know, well, when he hits you, you definitely know. But McGregor not, scares me. He's not going to hit me. That man's scary. He is very scary. He's crazy. Mayweather's not scary. McGregor's scary. So, so, McGregor's so as real crazy. Like, so yeah. as entertaining as these press conferences may have been, 
although I think four was too much because they did them back to back to back days. Um, as entertaining as they as they are, I feel like that's going to be the most entertaining part of all of this is the press conference. All right, you you guys, you're lucky you didn't lose points on the back and forth. You actually could have gained more points if you just would have brought up Mayweather's age a little bit earlier, but uh, don't get points on the back and forth. It's all good. It's all good. All right, uh, last one. Let's try to make this slightly quicker. Um, NFL. The NFL players have been looking around the sports world, and they have a look of bemusement on their face. They know they're in the number one league in the world. They know that their league makes a buco bucks, yet they are the one league that doesn't have guaranteed contracts. They're the one league um, that uh, just really doesn't compensate their players very well for what they get. Now, um, despite that, the fact that NFL is king, those with the real power, the elite players, the QBs, the wide receivers, the ODBs of the world already get paid and are not going to be willing to do what is needed to fix the problem. And that is the next, to strike at the next collective bargaining agreement. Love or hate, the elite players will keep the other players from moving forward with with the contracts. Uh, elite players? Hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. I guess... I guess love, you know, uh, elite players can, no, seriously. I mean, I think at the end of the day, everybody's out to get what they feel like they have coming to them. And I think right now you're seeing the bur- the bubble burst so much in the NBA to where guys are getting, you know, James Harden signed a $148 million extension, you know, to stay with the team. And I think NFL guys that are out there risking their bodies every single play are looking at that and saying, why don't our top players not name that aren't quarterbacks getting that type of money? And so, uh, but what it's going to take is it's going to take those top-end players that are already getting paid to say, you know what, this isn't right, and they're going to sit out or whatever. But I think I don't know if they're going to do that. I, I just think there's there's too much money for the stars of, or the, the faces of franchises to make than to say we're going to strike to help the little guy out. And I just think that, you know, there are too many guys with too, that make too much money that don't want to possibly lose some of that money. You know, there's some of these TV deals are upwards, you know, 10 billion dollars you know from for the nfl so these guys are the 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 owners and the gms and everybody else is making money and i think the the players are starting to see that we want some of this nba bread too i just don't know if they're going to get it because to get that it's going to take richard Sherman saying man this is not right it's going to take uh odell beckham and all the faces of, of all the franchises to come out and say man this is what we want we're looking out for all of our brothers under the shield the truth is i just think players in general are just a little more selfish than that and they don't aren't really caring about other people's pocketbooks. uh so i i hate it because i think that the way that you, you're seeing the money being handed out in the nba especially right now it's waking up some people it really is if you've heard the Richard Sherman comments, he's going, guys, players need to say, I want guaranteed money. You need to sign a three-year deal fully guaranteed and then sign another one. Don't sign six years, but only get three years guaranteed because James Harden just got, I think it was a $170 million extension, which makes his contract $238 million. All fully guaranteed. He gets every single dime, not taken out in taxes, although there's no income tax, so every single dime of that contract while he's playing. Major League Baseball has fully guaranteed contracts. The National Hockey League has fully guaranteed 
contracts. At some point, the money boom that we're seeing in sports, and we're seeing it in every single one, don't forget Bryce Harper might get paid $400 million in his next contract, and Manny Machado might as well, fully guaranteed. At some point, the NFL players are going to go, wait, 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 wait. We make the most money as a, as, a, as a league, by far. Billions and billions of dollars. Roger Goodell gets paid $40 million a year, by the way, fully guaranteed. Highest paid player in the league. And we're only getting one-third of our deal guaranteed, and that can be pulled away from us if we get hurt, you know, some of the money that we're supposed to get. No, 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 no. We're going to get fully guaranteed contracts. And frankly, the NFL could make that work. Obviously, they could. They so could. I say, hey, and oh, my God, we're late. We're long. Wow. Points. Uh, points. Well. Let's see here. Do a quick tally here. We got uh, Rashad Taylor with um, seven. We have Mike Lynch with eight. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. We got to go. We'll wrap up the show next here on Sports Sunday and the Fan. with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. If you missed any of the show today, it'll be on the Les Schwab Tires podcast, which you can find on 1080thefan.com and on the 1080 The Fan app. If you look on the right side, it'll be there. You can also click on On Demand on the website and you can find our show and it'll be in there. Same kind of deal with the app. We got to go. I mean, (laughs) we completely and utterly just... uh, Went way too long with the hit it or love it. So Way too long. <laughs> we, it was like 10.52. Can I say this? Shout out to Roger Federer. Yeah, he won again. Went into, in, in flawless fashion. He didn't lose a set the entire time he was in Wimbledon. He's so, so old, and he keeps winning. He, he, just, he just wins, man. Is Roger Federer, is, he the, is yes. he the best tennis player, male tennis player of all time? Yes. I would have to agree. I think it's without I, a I doubt. Mean, honestly, who else has done it this long and been this dominant? I don't know when Pete Sampras retired, but he, he wasn't even that he dominant. he retired him. Yeah. He's the one that retired him. Said, I yeah, think you I could argue this. Nadal because Nadal beat Federer a lot, but Nadal is faded and Federer has But Nadal beat Federer on clay. Like, that's where he beats Federer when they play. Whenever they play on clay, he always gets it. For the most part, on grass, Nadal gets in that ass. All Ooh, right. Bars. That's going <laughs> to do it for us. We'll be back next week. Full show again. Sports Sunday. Thank you for texting in and listening. I hope you have a very good rest of your weekend. Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat! He gave me the nicest, longest piece of meat. Mm. Mm. So good. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.